0: What's up, guys? Rick here with your betting and and one-and-done preview for this week's Zozo Championship. Uh, Again, just to get this out of the way in front of a video, this tournament is going to start around 6 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday evening. So make sure you get your bets in. Make sure you get your lineups in. Make sure you take care of all your business early this week. Also, I was able to confirm the Jock Market Power Hour. That's Stock Market DFS. That is going on Tuesday 8 p.m., 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time. So it's normally Wednesday at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time. It's going to be Tuesday this week. Lots of money to be made over there in that market, and you don't want to miss out on that. Rick Run Good YouTube channel is the place for it. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to look through the tournament predictor. We are going to chat through some potential head-to-head matchups, and if you have a one-and-done, which I know a lot of you do, we'll talk through some options there as well. Let's get it. This is the tournament predictor tool on rickrungood.com. It simulates the event 1000 times and it takes those results, compares them to odds from five major sports books and sees if there's any value. That's really how this works. Um, To me, the results are interesting if, but, but not surprising. So I have four golfers four golfers that won the simulation over 8% of the time. And then that is basically a 3% gap on the rest of the field. And I think that makes sense. It's Will Zalatoris, Xander Shoffley, Colin Morikawa, and Hideki Matsuyama. To me and to the model, this is a tier of its own and should be treated accordingly. So when we break down this tier, and, and also to me, there's a significant drop-off not only after these guys, but a couple more guys where... You probably want to live at the top and bottom of this board. Uh, I'm not sure the middle is necessarily the place to live, just because the best players are at the top. And then after that, it's it's pretty wide open. Let's go for the top and the bottom. Uh, So Zalatoris and Xander Shoffley both won about 10.5% of my simulations. And there's a couple of things to note here. Uh, Xander Shoffley is being treated like he is a prolific winner on the PGA Tour. And do not get me wrong. Xander is awesome. I love Xander. His game is phenomenal. He's been very unlucky to only have his last, for his last PGA Tour win to be the Century Tournament of Champions. That was three years ago, 2019, coming up on three years. He's been incredibly unlucky for that. He's played much better. Um, and, and, you know, whether it's a staggered start to Tour Championship where he didn't get credit for a win, or it's the Olympics, which don't really count as a win for his PGA. It's just, it's a weird situation that we have a guy literally almost three years removed from... His last PG, official PGA Tour victory, and he is five to one, five and a half to one, six to one, six and a half to one, depending on where you are looking. He's being priced like a prolific winner, and uh, Colin Morikawa, who is actually a prolific winner on the PGA Tour, uh, in most cases is as short or longer. So both of them are six six and a half to one at Caesars. Um, FanDuel actually opened Morikawa as uh, a favorite, or at least shorter odds, than than uh, than Xander. And DraftKings has a pretty significant gap in the other way. Morikawa is 7-1 to one there, Xander is 5.5-1. So if you're trying to decide between these two guys, you want to shop it. I'm not sure either of them are particularly interesting in the outright market this week. With 78 players at this price, it's just hard to pull off. Zalatoris really gets a lot of credit from my model for the ball striking that's the best part of his game the approach play on a course like this i think it's going to come in in handy it's it's heavily weighted so he comes out winning my simulation 10.6% of the time which makes him a value across the board because for the most part um depending on where you're 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 buying him he his implied odds to win this event are like you know 5 6 Percent maybe a little bit higher than that. Um, So I have been winning nearly twice that much. You you probably have to 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 bet Zalatoris if that's the path you want to go down. And then Hideki Matsuyama also a value across the board, winning 8.7 percent of my simulations. He's either 12 to one or 14 to one. All of those numbers provide small value, not huge value like you see from Zalatoris's number. It'll be incredibly difficult to probably bet any of these guys this week. Uh, I don't think you can bet Xander or Morikawa at this short of a number. Zalatoris, I understand the model likes, but he still hasn't won. Maybe this is a good place for him to get it done, right? Maybe this is a place for him to get. Although he, the weird thing is he's not really a prolific winner on the Corn Ferry either. When he was having that dominating season on the Corn Ferry, I think he maybe won once, but he was just piling up top 20s. Maybe you just blindly bet Hideki finished runner up here to Tiger 2 years ago on home soil, lean into the ball striker. Maybe you just blindly bet Hideki, but there's a really good chance I bypass kind of the entire top tier here and start my card somewhere further it probably won't come you know what it might come with Johnny Vegas which I know is a crazy thing to say right that's where we're at but look at the discrepancy here DraftKings has about 28 to 1 you can't bet him there Caesars has him at 35 to 1. You can definitely bet him there. And points bet has him at 40 to 1. You can definitely bet him there. So you're going to want to shop this. If you haven't signed up for any of those books, go to slash bets. That is uh, where you can see what your current best offer is. And you can get the best offer for signing up for those. You get paid. I get paid. It's really good. Uh, Vegas is going to have to dodge a. Really poor putting week, right? That's that's what we know. He's horrible on Ben. He's basically a bad putter in general. But look at the ball striking numbers. He's been phenomenal off the tee for a long time. Right, and he's long, and he's he's accurate enough. The approach play he's gained in, what is that, nine of his last 10, 10 of his last 12. The putter has, you know, it has cooperated at times. We've seen him finish runner-up at the 3M Open. He played well enough at the Olympics, runner-up at the Palmetto, kind of that type of field, right? Kind of a weaker field, much weaker than we saw at the CJ Cup last week where he finished 14th. Um, you still get the four guaranteed rounds. He didn't gain strokes putting last week, but he was great from tee to green. I I would not fault you, for betting Johnny Vegas here. I think this thing's pretty wide open. I also don't mind Cameron Tringali, but probably in more of a matchup slash top 10 slash top 20 market. Because again, can he win? Can he actually win this golf tournament? Um, It's unfortunate to see Ricky Fowler, all ra- I mean, just one good week, sliced him to 25 to one, which, you know, we were a week early. Um, we played him at the Shriners in, in in draft Kings, or actually I bet him at the Shriners to win. Uh, played well on Friday, missed the cup, but he has a five, a five round stretch right now, in which he's playing really well. I was hoping not to see a number this short uh, because I actually do think the metrics look really good for Ricky over his last five rounds. Uh, it was Ricky. Who led the field from T to green last week? It was Ricky who led the field uh, in strokes gained off the tee last week. He still lost strokes putting. If that if that's his DNA, if he gets back to rolling the rock, plays a little bit better on Sunday, gets his juices flowing again. Like I really like Ricky's chances here. I just unfortunately trying to bet this at twenty five to one or twenty to one at FanDuel seems like a fool's errand. After that, it's 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 dark time. Right, time to throw some darts. Uh, here are a couple of darts. Emiliano Grillo, uh, forty-five to one at DraftKings. That's the best number available. He closed with a sixty-two, I believe it was, on Sunday, gained a ton of strokes on the field. Always love to see that. I don't mind that. Keegan Bradley won two and a half percent of my simulations. You can get him as long as forty to one. The interesting thing about Keegan is this season, he has actually over, I think it's six total rounds he's played this season. Yes. Over this season, he's actually a small positive putter in those six rounds, which is worth noting because last year he was losing a half a stroke per round with the flat stick. So if he can just be a zero, lean into the ball striking on a course that I think is going to reward it, I don't mind Keegan. And we've seen him win tough fields before, right? He won a BMW championship. Or not, not tough fields. Like, I, I, I wouldn't even call this a tough field. I don't know what I would call this. I would I would say he can win this field. Um, so Keegan I think is worth a dart throw. Adam Shank worth a dart throw, right? So here's here's Adam Shank. 50 or 61 61 at points bet 50 50 elsewhere across the board. Um he has been knocking. Been knocking at the door. Hasn't opened up for him yet. But here's here's what we have going on with Mr. Adam Shank. The two skill sets. Approach that I'm showing you right now and putting when those get hot, he's dangerous. Third place finish at the Shriners, fourth at the Barracuda, fourth at the John Deere. That's just all in his last nine starts. So three top four finishes in his last nine starts. Feeling good. Probably feels great about his game. Didn't play last week and make the immediate trek from Vegas to Japan. I don't mind Adam Shank here. I really don't. I don't mind going back to that. The other ones, I would just be firing like... I'm gonna throw a buck on Takumi Kanaya. Uh 66 to one at BetMGM. That's the best number that's currently available. He is he was the world's number one amateur for 50 plus weeks. He is very, very good on the Japanese tour. Uh, he's gonna to be right at home. He's he's a good player, and he's he's being priced pretty appropriately, but I, I wouldn't mind trying to root for that. And then other than that. The only other one that really stands out to me, and again, this is just going to be, the reason I can fire off so many of these is um, uh, these are all cheap, right? When you start building your card out, and you're not, and I'm probably not starting at the top, I've got, this is probably going to be the biggest card of the year for me because I can fire a bunch of little bets on a bunch of long shots. Uh, Harry Hicks. Harry Higgs is someone we've been tracking for a couple of weeks now. And he had himself a great stretch in Vegas. He had two top 30 finishes. He finished um, I think T9. Yeah, T9 last week at the at the uh CJ Cup. Game four strokes on approach. I watched him play at Shriners. I thought he looked good. The game is rounding into form. Um maybe he just goes out and wins this thing. He certainly does not lack the confidence to do so. So that's what I'm gonna do. My approach is going to be just. Throw a bunch of darts. That's, that's probably my approach this week. Let's head over to the head-to-head matchup tool. This is, again, on rickrungood.com, as is everything that you see. I'm going to shorten my time frame to uh, 2021, which is actually getting pretty long at this point, pretty large sample. And the idea is I can pit any two golfers against one another and see the likelihood that they win in a four-round matchup. There are two that are standing out that nearly every single book is offering. One is uh, Colin Morikawa versus Xander Shoffley, and I'm very interested to see how this shakes out. Yeah, I have Morikawa, a small... Favorite here minus one thirty. I have been winning this about fifty six percent of the time. So depending on the line that you're getting, uh, this could be a bet on Morikawa, probably more of a lean than an actual, you know, like uh, I don't know what you want to call it, full full unit wager. But that's that's one that I'm continually uh, that I'm seeing. And the other one is Hideki versus Zalatoris, because it's very clear there's kind of like this four. It's it's a four guys at the top and it's like two and two. Xander Colin and then Hideki and Zalatoris. So we run uh, Hideki and Zalotaurus through the other one, and this is a darn near tie. I have Zalatoris winning it the tiniest bit more often, 50.3% of the time. So probably, unless you've got a one-off book that's giving you something uh, really special, you probably cannot find a bet here in this situation. The other one that I'm interested in, and I saw this one too, Fowler and Fleetwood, because these are really... These are really two guys that have not been themselves and have not been all that impressive over the course of the last 18 months. I have Tommy Fleetwood winning that one 62% of the time, so maybe that is a bet on Tommy over Ricky, but man, that is... It's a little bit scary, isn't it? You know, the eye test, Ricky looked good last week. I think there's a lot to take away. Um, Tommy looks good for one round, but I'm really concerned about Tommy. You know, you you look at the, the ball striking numbers, and I actually went and looked this up on the Holy Grail. This season and the last two seasons, Tommy Fleetwood combined, off the tee and approach, negative. He's a negative ball striker. It's a small, small number. He's like minus 0.1 per round, but... That's his game. To see him be a negative for, it was like 106 rounds I had on him. That's scary. That's concerning. So I'm, I'm not nearly as bullish on Tommy as maybe the model is. So this is one that kind of doesn't really reconcile with me. You know, watching what Ricky did last week and one round at the Shriners uh, makes me feel better than what I've seen from Tommy here recently. So that one I might have to chew on and, and figure out what to do with. In terms of one and done, which I know um, a lot of you are in, another very fascinating week. Last week was fascinating because it's so early in the season. You don't know if you want to burn one of your studs. Uh, Burning Morikawa would have been fine. Burning Rory certainly would have been fine as well. Uh, So now you're in the same situation this week. And I, I think you might need to take the top of the board a lot more seriously because... I think it's incredibly top heavy. Seventy eight offers, no cut event. It is actually a larger purse this week than it was last week by a couple hundred thousand dollars. So it's maybe an extra forty or fifty k up top um, with the way that that gets spread out. But I'm I might just roll out Hideki here. So there are um, you know Hideki mostly people save Hideki for Phoenix, but like you can really play Hideki Matsuyama at a lot of different places. Uh, finished runner up. The only other time we saw him play this event on this course, it's going to be one where you're going to ask him to ball strike. Am I concerned about the putter? Of course I am. He just lost nine and a half strokes putting at the CJ cup last week. Believe it or not, that's not that abnormal four different times in his career. He has lost over nine strokes putting. It's crazy. I know. I know it's crazy. Um, but if he can just put to a zero, I mean, literally, if he puts to a zero, which I know is a big ass to go to, gain, to, to change this nine and a half strokes, but if he puts to a zero last week, he go, and, and the rest of it, which the rest of it wasn't all that good, small gain off the tee, medium gain on approach. I'm not asking him to do that much, and a small gain around the green. Let's see what he would have finished. Nine and a half strokes, give him, give him extra nine and a half. Instead of finishing T-59, he would have finished like T-14. Big difference, obviously, and I know it's easy to spot somebody nine and a half strokes putting and and say, wow, he would have moved up 40 spots, but man, just lose three strokes putting, right? Just lose two. If he loses one, maybe that's good enough to win. I I just don't know if there's a lot of incentive to save Hideki anywhere, and you know you know you're getting four them rounds from Hideki this week. You know it. He's gonna play in Japan. He's gonna get the heroes' welcome from. Um, I think they're doing five thousand fans a day, is is what they're doing. So it's gonna be it's gonna be bonkers. Outside of that, man, um, Keegan or Vegas, I guess. Would you play Ricky here? Is Ricky too risky in a one and done? I don't think so. I'd actually argue. Okay, so I'd actually argue. This is pretty funny. The two guys that you might want to consider playing at Phoenix. Uh, are Ricky and, and and Hideki. Now, Ricky doesn't deserve necessarily that uh, a spot saved for him with the way that he's played in the last couple of years. But if you were ever going to play these guys, you'd play, them, you'd play them at Phoenix. Well, what about playing them here? Um, Ricky, so Ricky not only had the great stats last week, he's always a great putter on Ben. He's got all this stuff trending in the right direction um, for the last five rounds. But you're not really missing out on much like i don't know it's it, okay so the other thing is if you play him in fantasy he has a he has a salary assigned to him that you probably think is too large because he got like a 3500 hundred dollar price increase and you're gonna have to deal with the ricky slappies who get him up to like 22 percent, something like that right so you're not comfortable playing him there are you comfortable betting him to win no he's down to 25 to one you're not really comfortable doing that either so what's what's the natural deployment of Hede- of uh ricky it's probably one and done. You're not saving him. He's one of the top six shortest odd players in the field. You saw good metrics from him last week. I've convinced myself on this. Rickier or Hideki, That's that to me is the path uh, to success, or at least I think the, it might not be the path to success. I believe it to be the uh, optimal path uh, for, for one and done this week. But let me know what you think. You can leave a comment below. You can tweet me. It's at Rick Run Good. Um, best of luck this week, and I will talk to you guys soon.